All right, and we are live. Is Zombie Teddy, is that our troll? Somebody disliked our show already, and I'm like, who's the troll? Zombie Teddy says he's the troll. Zombie Teddy, did you dislike our video already? That's not cool, man. We didn't even, we didn't even start it yet. Anyway. Dislike in advance. Dislike in advance, right. Uh, if I sound a little sleepy today, it's because I am... We had a very busy day today, and I'm exhausted. Uh, let's see. Valeria had a, a doctor's appointment, a dentist appointment. She had a root canal. And she's eating Skittles <laughs> afterwards. Uh, I, on the other hand, got up, worked up until we had to go to our, our accountant and do our taxes, which I think was actually the primary cause of our exhaustion. Sure. I then had a doctor's appointment uh, where I found out my vitamin D levels are woefully low. So I'll be getting a vitamin D supplement here soon. I'm sure you guys are all interested in that. Um, and then I also looked up probiotic health. I was, I've was i been thinking about that for a while. And I signed up for something called uh, Viome, V-I-O-M-E. It's something that I highly recommend everybody look into. Uh, gut health is sort of the, the forefront. This is not something that sponsors our show or anything. It's just something that I think could help our the people that are watching the show. And I always want to help you guys out as much as I can. That's why I talk about crypto. And that's why... I... Speaking of crypto, paper plate says Dogecoin is in the toilet. Dogecoin is in the toilet. <laughs> if you want to invest in Dogecoin, I say now. Although Valeria is like a little bit more cautious. But it's so low right now, it's bound to go up. And when it does... Well, the Bitcoin is acting weird. Bitcoin's acting, everything's acting weird. But that's good. Volatility in the market is good if you want to make money and get in low. Everything's low right now. Bitcoin's low. Dogecoin is low. Everything's low. Not everything. I There's some crypto goes up and down. Well, you can make money, buy and sell every day, but... Yeah. Well... Yeah, but it's a good time to invest right now because everything's low if you want to jump into crypto, I'd say. Some but people it, say Bitcoin will fall like... To thirty thousand, I don't think so. I don't think it's gonna go below forty-seven. That was a rumor we heard, but yeah, I don't think it's gonna go too low. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, so it was a it's a jam-packed day for us. But yeah, I, I suggest doing Viome. I'm trying to get my folks to do it. I'm trying to get my brothers to do it, uh, and I'll I'll encourage my sister to do it. And uh, I bought a kit for Valeria, and I bought a kit for me. So we're gonna test our stool samples. That's how you test it. Yeah, really? yeah, they give you like a little thing that you into. Over the toilet, they say it's the it's, they say it's engineered in such a way that it's like very clean and easy. Yeah, yeah. You didn't think we'd be talking about poo when we got on the show this morning. <laughs> hey, Aston, how you doing, buddy? Girls don't do this kind of stuff. Well, you're going to now. I just I just spent 150 bucks on you. You'd better. Uh, so, but uh, you know that your health, your body, is one of the most important things to to, to take care of because it. Gives you energy through the day and increases quality of life. I think it's a very important thing. And uh, people seem to swear by this Viome thing. You go on, you get everything tested, then it tells you what foods are giving you trouble, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can kind of reduce the, the foods. And then they also have the option that you, they can send you um, tailored uh, probiotics so that, that you can supplement probiotics and get your, your, get your gut health up to uh, snuff. And then it'll be easier for you to work out. You'll be, you know, you'll have fewer health problems. Like, it's just, it can help you in a variety of ways. So, I, I would suggest looking into that. If not Viome, there's other, 
products available, but Viome is the one that everybody says is the best just because the interface is so easy and everything's nice. All right, I'm selling a product that isn't uh, that isn't supporting the channel, so maybe I should move on to the news. Valeria. Yes. Would you like to read sir. the first story? Sure. House passes bill to make Washington, D.C. a state. Yes, this is one of the most disturbing things I've heard all week. Um, That's not surprising. No, it's not. I, I kind of knew this was going to happen now. No need to panic just yet, because I think that this Senate needs 60 votes, 6-0, uh, to pass this kind of legislation in mm-hmm. the Senate. Excuse me. And um, I just had a Coke. Coke Zero. Coke? Huh? Coke? Oh, yeah. Not Parmesan cheese. The real stuff. Okay. (laughs) Coca-Cola. And uh, anyway, the... uh, It doesn't... I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to pass in the Senate. But the fact that they're passing this in the House just indicates how willing they are to pass radical legislation, which I think is... You know, you kind of roll your eyes because you just think it, it's almost hard to believe that they're doing stuff like this ridiculous. Like you never thought when you were a kid that they were going to violate the Constitution for politically partisan ideas, like like willfully violate the Constitution. What about the intro, darling? Okay, fine. We'll do the intro. Hold on one second. All right. This is the least professional show on television. Uh I am masculine. No, no. I am I'm toxic. She's masculine. We are toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. Oh man, I wish we were more professional. I wish the show was a little bit more professional. I've been I've been working on like I've been taking notes about things I want to change about the show to make us like a really professional looking show, mm-hmm. but I haven't had time to implement them yet. I have so many different things I'm working on all the time, but anyway. All right, let's go back to the story. All right, let's go ahead and read this. Democrat-controlled House... Should, should we do this? I, I kind of noticed because I'm a little tired today. I noticed I sound a little bit like the folks on NPR. Should we read this as an NPR story? Sure. Valeria doesn't know what that means. I'll do it. All right. Democrat-controlled House votes to transform D.C. into a state violating the Constitution. Valeria doesn't, Valeria doesn't understand. <laughs> she doesn't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah, NPR is like a leftist, publicly-funded radio station Mm -hmm. and they they all of the people on that network on the radio station they all talk like that they all sort of whisper into the microphone it's really weird it's really weird Uh, i used to listen to it all the time because it was a good way to get an idea of how the left thinks but the left has gone completely crazy uh that was back in like 2008 2009 or something like that maybe maybe a little bit later than that but i used to listen to npr all the time all right, Democrat-controlled House votes to transform D.C. into a state violating the Constitution. The House voted to transform Washington, D.C. into a state Thursday on the pure party party line vote of 216 to 208. Before the vote, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Democrat of California, as we know, argued in favor of the bill describing Washington, D.C. residents as being denied their right to fully participate in, in their democracy. <clears throat> Pelosi also said Washington, D.C., pays more federal taxes per capita than any other state. Its budget is larger than 12 states. Its population is larger than two states. Its people have been fighting for voting rights for 220 years. That's not true. With with a full 86% voting for statehood. Speaker saluted Dell Eleanor Holmes Norton. Oh, sorry. 
Wait, what does that mean? Oh, delegate. Sorry. The speaker uh, saluted Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton for her leadership in bringing this historic legislation to the floor. Norton then said of this legislation, Congress has a moral obligation and constitutional authority to pass H.R. 51. They all talk the same. All leftists talk the same. They all talk like this. Uh, Republican opposition to, to D.C. statehood was not so complimentary of Mrs. Norton's socialist utopia. Representative James Cromer, uh, Republican from Kentucky, spoke about uh, spoke opposing the legislation. You want to hear what Republicans sound like? I'll do a voice for Republicans. Ready? Let's be clear. <laughs> Let's be clear. What H.R. 51 is all about, he began... It's about Democrats adding two new progressive U.S. senators to push a radical agenda championed by the squad to reshape America into the socialist utopia they dream about. H.R. 51 is not really about voting representation. It's about Democrats consolidating their power in Washington, Comer stated. Representative Jody Heiss, Republican of Georgia, voiced his opposition. His? There's a guy named Jody? Why Why do guys from the South often have... Female names. It's weird. <laughs> uh, voices opposition to the idea that Washington, D.C. has no representation, calling it absolutely false. It does have a local representation. It, it also has uh, a delegate right here in the House of Representatives. It has electoral votes for the president, presidential election. Seems like something no other city in this country has. H.R. 51 flies in the face of what our founders intended, Heiss boldly stated. Uh, let's see here. The framers never wanted the seat of our government to be a state, and they specifically framed the Constitution to say so, he concluded. One one thing that I've often said about this, which, you know, I, I get the argument that there's a lot of people in Washington, D.C., and they don't have the electoral, the, the same, sorry, the same Senate rights as the rest of us. They don't have representation in the Senate. I get that. I get that people might not like that, Right. So every single person in D.C. who cannot live without a senator, uh, they do have an option. And that option is move out of Washington, D.C. There's no border around Washington, D.C. keeping them in. They can leave. They're choosing to live in Washington, D.C. for whatever reason. Um, Somebody made a really good um, suggestion, which is if if you live in Washington, D.C., uh, you don't pay certain taxes, right? Certain federal taxes. You're exempt of certain federal taxes. Uh, and that would be a good incentive to live in D.C. And it would, in fact, improve Washington, D.C. because uh, a lot of people would move there to, to save on taxes and it would become sort of a thriving place. And you might end up pushing out all the po- poor people because, you know, all these rich people who want to save money might move in and all the rent might increase and everything might become more expensive and uh, uh, more of an elite place, but uh, it would certainly, you know, provide an answer to this, uh, to this issue that they keep bringing up of, it's not fair, they don't have a senator. It's like, okay, they don't have a senator representing them. Like, big, big deal. They can move. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's other solutions other than just make them a state, considering that it's uh, constitutionally inappropriate, and we'll go ahead and look into that here in the second part of this uh, article. Jim Jordan uh, took the totality of the Democrats' radical agenda to task. So he just went off on them. He he says, Democrats started last week with one of their members saying we should get rid of the police altogether. They ended last week with another one of their 
members being admonished by the trial judge in Minneapolis for saying ridiculous things, he pointed out. And what did Democrats do in between, he asked? Okay, sorry. I, I emphasized the did. That was inappropriate. Let me try that again. And what did Democrats do in between, he asked? They passed this bill out of committee, which gives two new Democrat senators to the District of Columbia. And less than 24 hours after that bill passed in committee, uh, they introduced legislation to pack the Supreme Court. I think first he says out of committee, then he says in committee. I don't quite know what that means. I, I'm not I, because I'm not a, a representative or I'm not a senator. I don't know how all this stuff works exactly. I, I should probably figure that out if I'm going to try to talk intelligently about it. All right, let's see here. <clears throat> in three months, the Democrats have been con- uh, have been in control of the federal government. Uh, they've created a crisis on the southern border. They continue to push to defund the police. Now, so that they can continue their radical policies, he reminded the the House floor, think about what else they passed out of this body, Jordan said. Uh, Representative Andy Biggs, Republican Arizona, argued that no state has been admitted uh, by the Constitution, but no state was created from a territory which was crafted in the Constitution. The legislation will now proceed to the Senate, where Senator Mark Kelly, Joe Manchin, Kristen Sinema, and Angus King have all said that they are... They are a doubtful no vote. I think that means they are a no vote. They, they presume that they're going. They would vote no on it. Uh, the Biden administration, however, declared its support of DC statehood Tuesday, contrasting previous Democrat administrations' legal determinations of un, uh, of unconstitutionality. The White House Office of Management and Budget issued a statement of administration policy on HR 51, writing establishing the state of Washington, Douglas Commonwealth. Uh, that's D.C., Douglas Commonwealth, as the 51st state will make our union stronger and more just. Of course it will. But legal scholars and two Democrat administrations have objected to D.C. statehood's uh, viability without a constitutional amendment to the 23rd Amendment. The The Office of Legal Counsel in 2007 believed it was unconstitutional. The Justice Department under President Ronald Reagan and also Jimmy Carter stated the, the transformation was unconstitutional and so did the Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia when he sat on the D.C. District Court of Appeals, Breitbart News reported. And that's from Breitbart. Uh, anyway, so yeah, if you don't want to live without a senator, don't live in Washington, D.C. And maybe we should deal with their concerns about that. But certainly making it a state is an inappropriate thing to do, considering that it's unconstitutional. <laughs> But, you know, these Democrats don't care about such minor, trivial things. They, they, they'll just do whatever they want because they want more. I mean, what this comes down to is the Democrats think if they make it a state, they're going to get they're going to have more power in, D- in, in Washington, D.C. They're going to have uh, they're It's going to going to be less likely that any Republican president will ever get elected again. Right. All the stuff they're doing right now is to try to make sure that Republicans never get elected again and they keep electing Democrats. Uh, I know that you're not an American. Oh, you know, you you didn't grow up here. So the question of what do you have to say about this story, I think I know the answer to, but let me ask it anyway. Valeria, what do you think about this story? Nothing. Oh, shocking, shocking. All right. uh, In that case, let's move on to the next story. Darling, could you read the next story, please? Uh, Well, if I can, Mikia... Uh, I think it's Micaiah Bryant. Micaiah Bryant's neighbor insists police had to shoot. Right. Okay. So let's have a look at this. 
They didn't Look. have to. No, they didn't have to. <laughs> okay, we'll get to that in a second. All uh, right, so Micaiah Bryant's neighbor says officer had no option but to shoot. A neighbor of the Ohio teenager fatally shot by police reportedly said uh, that video from his security camera made him believe the officer had no other option but to shoot. Now, Valeria and I have discussed this, and Valeria is now of the mind of like, why are police even policing black neighborhoods anymore? They clearly don't want any police officers. Or send only black policemen. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing about that. Like, the problem with this idea is that there are innocent black people in those neighborhoods. True. Good people who are victims of the bad people. True. You don't police a neighborhood to to because you want to put people in prison. That's not why you police a neighborhood. You police a neighborhood to... Protect the people who are attacked by the people that you're putting in prison. But I'm waiting for you to respond. No, I'm waiting for you to continue. I took a drink. Well, that was like your that was like a hint. Like, why don't you respond? So, does that change your mind? No. (laughs) Changes. I mean, like, okay. Not every black person is marching in Black Lives Matter protests. Not every black person is no. saying defund the police. No. Not every You person. can't abandon all black people because some percentage of them are walking around going, defund the police, Black Lives Matter. Nobody's abandoning them. Just don't let the white cops go in the black neighborhoods. <laughs> you mean, you? Okay so, no, okay, so you're modifying a little bit. Not Don't let cops go in. Yeah. Don't let white cops go in. Yes. What they they don't they don't leave us a choice. They they tried this in South Africa. Let's they tried try this again. in South Africa. Let's try that again. You know what happened in South Africa? What happened? In Police South corruption got so bad in South Africa that people no longer if you're a woman driving in South Africa uh and and police try to pull you over, you do not stop because they will rape you and kill you. So she, you, you have to try to drive to like a police station or something like that. This, this is the recommendation that I read. Wow. When I was doing research on South Africa. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And the reason for this is because there, were, there was this push, the same thing here, where they were saying white cops shouldn't police black people. So they got all these black cops and it just created all this massive corruption in South Africa. Which is not necessarily, I mean, it's, uh, you know, take that for what you will. I'm not trying to, you know, infer anything from that data, but that is what happened. And, you know, this idea of like, oh, we'll just let people from the community police themselves. That's a good idea if, you know, you want fewer fewer arrests and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But if you want to stop the corruption going on in the neighborhood, it might not be the best idea because you have all these people who are friendly with the people in the neighborhood. Yeah. They may, like, turn a blind eye to things that they shouldn't be turning a blind eye to. You know what I mean? So I don't know if, if the community policing thing is always such a great idea. Let's go ahead and read through this. <clears throat> um, there's also, by the way, there's also footage. I don't know if everybody saw this. Excuse me. Uh, footage that came out of the girl who was going to be stabbed they had this on the five today i was watching the girl who was in danger of being stabbed the one in pink she didn't seem to be upset that the girl that tried to stab her was shot 
And all these people on all like CNN and everything, they keep saying, "Oh, you know, imagine if if that girl that was shot. Imagine if you were her parents. Imagine if it was your daughter who got shot." Well, I would hope that my daughter wouldn't try to stab somebody in front of the police. That w- that's the other thing. I'll get to that in a second. But what I wanted to say about this is, imagine your daughter was going to be stabbed. Imagine your daughter was the one that was going to be stabbed. The victim of the stabbing. You would want the police to kill that woman. Sure. I, I posted to you on Twitter. Not I said, kill, uh, arrest. Well, okay. If she's literally like got the knife and she's about to plunge it into your... If somebody's going to plunge a knife into you, I would shoot them. If I had a gun and somebody's about to plunge a knife into you, I would shoot them. And I think you'd want me to. Uh, my brother actually made this suggestion um, about what a, what a headline would be in an era in which we hadn't gone completely crazy. I have to go back a little bit. I wrote so I wrote this he- I wrote this uh, tweet. I said, "In a sane world," headline: "Hero cop saves girl from knife wielding psychopath." <laughs> That's what the headlines should say in all the newspapers. But what they say is like racist cop, you know, shoots poor black teenage girl for no reason, you know. These headlines are ridiculous. They completely lie about everything. Uh I mean, I don't know if any headline said that specifically, but you know what I mean. And uh and yeah, we just we just gone into a world of crazy. And the other thing that nobody seems to be bringing up, which I don't really understand why nobody's bringing this up. They were having some kind of a dispute, I think, before the police got there, right? That's why the police were called. But it wasn't until the police officer was visibly amongst them, right? The police officer was there. I think the girl got, like, pushed over onto the ground, like, right next to the cop or something like that. Yeah, I saw that. Mm -hmm. She gets up in front of the police officer and goes to stab this girl with the police officer standing right there. She has some mental illness? Maybe. I don't... I'm not sure. What was but, the fight about? Why did they start I don't know. I, I haven't been able to see that. But oh. but uh, that that to me is pretty... Cra- like, if you're dealing with somebody who's that crazy, who's willing to, to, to pull a knife and, and thrust it at another human being in front of a police officer, I don't know how you don't expect that that person's going to get taken down. Of course they're going to get shot. And the other thing I tweeted about this story was... Uh, Excuse me. You know, imagine if the uh, the was police... It the, op- was it the white cop who did that? White, right? Well, this is what I'm going to say. <laughs> I, say, I, I, say I tweeted, uh, imagine if the cop was black, uh, this would never have gotten on the news, no. right? This would never have even been on the news. If the cop was black, this would never have gone on the they news. They did have a black cop there. I don't know. But but here's here's the worst scenario. Imagine the girl who was going to be stabbed... Was, was white, white, and the white cop shot the black girl who was oh. going to stab the white girl. Then it would be even a bigger story, you know. I think this is kind of going to fade away because the victim of the stabbing was also black, so he saved a black girl, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but let's go ahead and read the story as they as this neighbor has said that uh, the neighbor believes that it was justified. A neighbor of the Ohio teenager fatally shot by police reportedly said his video from his security camera made him believe the officer had no other option but to shoot they were calling each other the b word so i figured it was just a girl fight said uh donovan brinson according to the new york post he explained oh i should have grabbed the new york post for this i don't like to get secondary sources i always like to get primary sources uh he explained that the yelling grew louder when he took his dog into the backyard he so he went back inside the outlet continued 
Let's see here. I'll just I'll just click on New York Post. Why not? Let's go to the original source here. Sorry, just a little pet peeve of mine to get the secondary source. Um, let's see. They were calling each other the B words. Blah 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 blah. So he went back into his home. When the police arrived, he said he heard four shots as his wife wow. Rachel dove to the floor. Brinson said he looked out the window of his laundry room and saw the mortally wounded Micaiah Bryant lying on the ground. This is Micaiah Bryant. And, I mean, she looks like a nice girl. You know, it's always a tragedy when these sorts of things happen. You don't want people to be killed. But, like, look at this. She was going to stab this woman to death. I'm sorry. You can't just let somebody stab somebody to death. And maybe she wasn't. Maybe she wasn't going to. But that's what it looks like to me. I don't know if I could... Was it a real knife, at least? Yeah, yeah. She was going to stab her. She She was 15 years old, right? She's, I think, yeah, something. 17, something like that. She quickly, okay, so he quickly uh, thought of his surveillance camera fixed to the garage, and he, uh, he watched the shocking footage which captured the fight uh, and the glint of a knife. It was violent, and it all just happened so fast, Brinson told the dispatch, signing a girl dressed in pink who was the second female involved in the altercation with Bryant. Uh, let's see here. Brinson, who turned the his video over to police, said he believed that the police had taken immediate action that had the police not taken immediate action, more people could have been killed. Oh, gosh, people are already protesting with her name on, on like, placards and stuff like that. This is ridiculous. They they attended a vigil. She's 16, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Brinson's uh, 26-second video, shot from much further away than the footage released by the police, shows as many as seven people either in front of Bryant's foster's home or emerging from inside as patrol cars roll up, followed by a police SUV. The foster mom told the newspaper she was at work when the incident happened and declined for the comment. Another neighbor, you know, I had a knife pulled on me once. The guy actually came to my house, knocked on the door. I don't know why he wanted to stab me. He's crazy. So I just, uh, yeah, yeah, I just slammed him against the wall a couple times and ran off. (laughs) That really happened. (laughs) It was weird. Yeah, I, I wasn't very well liked in high school. There were some people that really hated me. And this guy, I don't know, he wanted to be cool or something. He was going to try to stab me to death. <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm all right. Uh, let's see here. The foster mom told the newspaper, okay, yeah, yeah, uh, let's move down. I saw a bunch of cop cars coming down the street, he told the dispatch, according to uh, what, blah, 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 CPR. Okay, well, we kind of know what happened. Um. The officer has been uh, placed on paid leave, and he's been identified in reports as Nicholas Reardon, a U.S. Air National Guardsman who received an expert marksmanship badge. Yeah, you do not want to stab somebody in front of him. He is not going to miss. Uh, Anyway, so darling, curious if you have any thoughts on this whole situation. Larry's in her house shoes. She's very, very comfortable right now. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah, it's not. It's an ugly now, situation. It's a messy situation. Every single time when black cop shoots, you mean a white cop? Some white white cop shoots somebody black. There's always going to yeah, be this. Yeah, forever. It's always going to happen. It's like never going to stop. It's yeah, like it's, so beca- it's because it's because annoying. we give in to them every single time. I mean, I'm about to read another story where we're talking about a square in Minnesota that's been named George Floyd Square. 
There's a place in D.C. called Black Black Lives Matter Square or something like that. They, they're naming places after these organizations and this, these protests and, the, and this crap. This is not a civil rights movement. This is a domestic terrorist organization pressuring the United States into doing things and succeeding. And we're giving into it. And every time we give into it, you know what happens? They pressure us to do something else. They pressure us to do something more. And so... You're 100% right. All they've learned through 2020 is that the more stores they burn down, the more people they kill, the more chaos they cause, the more restaurants, dining events they interrupt, the more often they do this stuff, the, the more stuff they're going to get in return. The more people are going to give in to them. Politicians are going to you know, mm-hmm. change legislation in favor of what they want. We, we've turned our society, we, we've allowed ourselves to be held hostage by Black Lives Matter and these other organizations, Antifa and stuff like that. Sure. And we've sort of given into it. We've all got, like, it seems like our country has Stockholm Syndrome. We're like, oh, no, no, we love our captors. They're amazing. They're so great. It's terrible, man. It's terrible. All right. Uh, I guess that's good for that story. I don't really want to talk about it all that much more. We have another story that's related to it, so we're going to get into that at the end of the sh- mm. news segment. But let's go on to story number three, shall we? Yeah. Rules for white people posted at George Floyd Square in Minneapolis. Right. So this is, the of rules course... Rules for white people. This is what I was talking about, how they're naming places after George Floyd now, which is... Let's mm. name things after a murderer, psycho... Not a murderer. He didn't murder anybody, as far as I know. But he did... Criminal. Yeah, he's a criminal. He held like a gun up to some pregnant woman's stomach. I mean, he's he's, he's clearly like a bad dude. But let's na- name places after criminals now because they're black, and they got shot by police. It's ridiculous. Okay, so activists. Okay, let me read the. This is from Gateway Pundit. Their their headline is "Rules for White People Posted at George Floyd Square in Minneapolis." Activists controlling the autonomous zone. They have an autonomous zone, apparently. The whole concept of autonomous zone is stupid. All right. We should stop letting autonomous zones happen. Send the police in. Take the people out. Be like, there's no such thing as an autonomous zone. Grow up. Stop being children. It's like when you built a fort as a child. You ever build forts when you're a kid in Russia? Is that a thing? Of course. Of course. Of course. This is an autonomous zone, mom. They're going to start calling them now. All the kids are sorry. They're, stop, they're no, no longer going to make force. They're going to make autonomous zones. Uh, activists strolling the autonomous zone at George Floyd Square uh, at East 38th Street and Chicago Avenue in Minneapolis have posted notices at the entrance with instructions for visitors that include a section on rules for white people entering the sacred space where George Floyd died while resisting arrest on May 25th last year. Der- uh, Officer Derek Chauvin was convicted on Tuesday in Floyd's death. Blah, blah, blah. We know that. Okay. But let's let's have a look at some of these things that they've... I'll, I'll, I'll read it from here. So they've written, um, for white people in particular, decenter yourself and come to listen, to learn, to mourn, and to witness. Remember, you're here to support, not to be supported. They've written, uh, be mindful of whether your volume, pace, and movements are supporting or undermining your efforts to decenter yourself. <laughs> decenter yourself. It, it is so arrogant. It is so unbelievably arrogant. Like, in this place, black people rule and white people drool. 
It's just so, I mean, I mean, it, it's like the most childish kind of racism I've ever, I mean, it's obviously racist. It's obviously racist, but it's also so infantile. It's, it's infantile racism that they're practicing here. Let's see. Seek to contribute to the energy of the space rather than drain it. Bring your own processing to other white folks so that you will not harm I, BIPOC, right? I think it's what? Black indigenous people of color? Is that what it is? I don't know. BIPOC. <laughs> Consider if you want or need to take photos and post them. Do not take photos of other people without their consent. Well, I mean, I actually think that's a pretty good rule. That's a good rule for life generally. I think you probably shouldn't be taking pictures and posting them of people you don't know uh, generally. Although that does happen a lot. I mean, photographers for years have done street photography of like homeless people and you know, whatever. That's just the way the world is. We take... Maybe it's not nice. I don't know. I haven't really thought much about that before. All right, let's have a look here. Uh, if you witness white folks doing problematic things, I, I don't know what that could be. Urinating? Maybe. Somebody's If somebody's peeing in a corner and they're black, leave them alone. But if they're white, murder them. <laughs> no, no. Let's, let's see what the advice is that they give here. Speak up with compassion to take the burden off of black folks and our siblings of color whenever appropriate. Black people shouldn't have to tell white people to not be cool. So if you're white, it's your job to police other white people and tell them they're not being cool. Seek to engage rather than escalate so that it can be a learning moment rather than a disruption. Yeah, whoever wrote this is, a, is an infantile racist and probably a hippie. And I hate hippies. All right. Um, yeah, so that's that's that. Uh, the a lot of people tweeted about this. At the end, they noticed that they used a capital W for white people, but only once. And and I and I did go back through it and look at it. And yeah, if you if you notice that whenever they say black people, it's capitalized black people um, or black. Like here, it says if you witness white folks, lowercase w, uh, take the burden off black folks, capital B. <laughs> you know? They got to make sure that they're they're dominant, even in uh, a grammatical sense. All right, so that is hilarious and ridiculous, but it's not the most hilarious and ridiculous story of the day. Um, that's it for that one, unless you have something to say. No. All right, so let's move on to the next story, darling. Don't say anything. Can you, <laughs> darling? I'm annoyed. Us. Why? Just every single day, black people, I know, the race black stuff. lives matter. Yeah. I'm just so sick of it. I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to comment on this. I'm I'm the same. I'm the race thing. I feel like I, I talk about this a lot. How I feel like we surpassed this in the '80s. Like we got over it. Like we were kind of cool with each other. And then something happened. Somebody decided that it was actually it was not enough that we were all cool. It was not enough that white people and black people were cool. It was like black people needed to rule the country. Like black people needed to be dominant. And then it's now become this big race fight. And like white Democrats have all been convinced, yeah, black people should rule the country. Black people should dominate us. <laughs> Again, it's like a Stockholm syndrome type thing. It's like it's like what you're you're holding me captive and you're you're uh I I, you know, you know what? You're the victim here. You're the victim here. Even though you're holding me for ransom, uh, is that it? Is that everything you have to say about it? That you're yes, sick of hearing about I'm it? Sick well, of do it. you want to read the next story? Yeah. 
Black Lives Matter activist accuses white people of pro possessing and consuming black bodies. What? <laughs> so Bree Newsom, Bree Newsom is this super annoying Black Lives Matter person. She's basically accusing white people of cannibalism, and I guess this is some kind of metaphor. I'm not really sure I understand it fully, but let's go ahead and get into it. Bree Newsom compares whiteness to cannibalism, says it's time to abolish sure. policing. As a follow-up to yesterday's viral tweet uh, that we told about, told you about where BLM activist Bree Newsom discounted one girl attempting to murder another girl as just teenagers having a, a normal teenage fight. This is, this is the language they've adopted like on the left. Complete, they've, they're calling it a knife fight. They're like, oh, these, girl, these girls are just getting into a knife fight. No big deal. No. Okay, first of all, knife fight, usually both parties have knives. <laughs> That's one thing. And then the other thing is like, <laughs> they do realize that you can kill someone with a knife, right? I mean, I don't understand what they, they, what they think. They're just like, oh, they're just roughhousing with knives. <laughs> it's like, what do they think? It's like, ching, ching, ching. Oh, that was fun. Okay, we're done with that. No, no, no. You stab somebody with a knife, the person dies. I mean, if you stab them in the right spot, they can bleed out. You can hit vital organs. You know, you, you, there's lots of different ways to kill somebody with a, with a, you know, stabbing them with a knife. This idea that, oh, a knife fight. Oh, it's just a knife fight. I mean, it's like they think it's West Side Story. It's as if they think that these two girls were like... And then they got, went into song, right? And then the cop came, and they went into the number where they were going to start stabbing each other. And the cop was like, bah, 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 bah. and they're like, what did you do? You ruined it. We had this beautiful moment. We were all singing. Everybody was happy. And then uh, and then you killed that girl. That's just, oh, my gosh, that police officer is terrible. No. The girl was trying to murder somebody. And as, as tragic as it is that she's dead, I don't know. I don't know how tragic I it is. I don't know. I did, like, cruise. Can we not talk about black lives matter anymore please like i know third story today i'm like having a headache all right let's okay let's see here um so anyway so she tweeted she was the first one that i saw on the news that had tweeted that you know it was just two teenage girls having a fight what's the big deal people have been fighting for thousands of years yeah you know who else has been fighting for thousands of years murderers murderers been murdering people for thousands of years should we just say like oh because it's been happening for thousands of years it's okay murder Stupid woman. All right. So her name is Bree Newsom. She writes, teenagers have been having fights, including fights involving knives, for eons. Excuse me. We do not, we do not need police to address these situations by showing up to the scene and using a weapon against one of the teenagers. What does she think a knife is? That's also a weapon, you stupid woman. Y'all need to help. Oh, shoot. Not need to help. You all need help, she says. Y'all need help. I mean that sincerely. Yeah, we need help. You're a lunatic. I mean that sincerely. Okay, let's see here. She's now claiming that not enough is said about white pathological obsession with possessing and consuming black people's bodies. In other words, cannibalism. She, there is this weird thing where people who are obsessed with race will point to conservatives reacting to their obsession with race and going, why are you so obsessed with race? It's like uh, it's like the, it's kind of like a joke that you see sometimes in sitcoms or, or comedy films, where like a girl will come up and like whisper to a guy and he'll you know and he'll say, "Oh hey, how you doing?" And she'll go, "Ow, oh, why are you obsessed with me?" You know, and, and obviously the girl initiated the conversation. Uh, uh, that's kind of an old joke we used to do in school. 
if uh, if you were sitting next to some somebody, uh, girls used to do this more often than guys, but guys would do it sometimes too. And a girl might come over and say, this is a, kind of a dirty trick, but it was quite a bit of fun. <laughs> when I was about 12, this was a trend. A little girl would come sit sit next to a little boy. Well, I, 12 year olds, I don't know how little they are, but you know, kids. Uh, a girl would go sit next to a boy and she'd go and she'd just suddenly yell out, no, I will not go out with you. <laughs> Now, of course, he didn't ask her out. She just yells that, and everyone in the class is like, "What the hell?" And that that was like a big, a, a big popular thing that girls would do. And the first time, the first few times it happens, you're like, "What the hell's going on?" And then everybody starts laughing. You kind of figure out what's happening, uh, and then it just becomes kind of a joke. But uh, it's funny. It's funny. I think it's funny. Yeah, I, it was funny when I was a kid seeing people do that. Um. Anyway, why did I bring that up? <laughs> I've lost track. I'm like, let me get back to the article here. Getting back on track. So this girl writes, uh, I don't think enough is said about white pathological obsession. Yeah, so this is... Every time I hit the dang thing, it, 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 these shouldn't be links. They should just be pictures. Um, yeah, so she's saying that, uh, gosh, why are white people so obsessed with me? It's like, we're not obsessed with you. You're the one talking about race, lady. Okay, uh, and she says... And little attention is given to cannibal-like tendencies of whiteness, particularly the, distribu- the disturbing obsession with dismembering and possessing people with dark skin. Which I don't understand that at all. I don't even understand what the metaphor is. If it's a metaphor, I don't understand that. I mean, I like dark meat chicken, <laughs> but I think that's true of everybody, right? Everybody, I mean, the, whites, the white part is too dry. Everybody knows that. All right, let's see here. <laughs> Actually, that's a bit... I want to do this bit with one of my black friends where we just like... Talk about, like I, you know, where you go and you talk about all the black things in the world that are bad, and then they talk about all the white things in the world that are bad. It's kind of like a joke thing, you know. Uh, like white chicken, that's a good one. White chicken, far drier than dark chicken, much tastier. Um, okay, let's have a look here. She writes because the normalization of white supremacy means so much emphasis is placed on otherizing. Woo, there's a nice word. She just made that up. <laughs> Otherizing the non-white individual, little attention is given to the cannibal-like tendencies of whiteness, particularly the disturbing obsession <laughs> with dismembering and possessing people with dark skin. This is like li- this is like literal insanity. I'm not really sure how to describe this in any other way. This is clearly somebody who is mentally ill. Um, let's see here. Uh, and then, and then whoever wrote this article wrote, reminder, these are not people who we should be taking seriously. <laughs> yeah, you think? She says, I know people are uncomfortable when I compare whiteness to cannibalism, but I don't know how else to explain a culture that for centuries has fixated uh, with killing black people and possessing slash consuming their bodies in some form or fashion. Nobody is consuming anybody. What the hell are you talking about? I can understand the owning thing because there was slavery, you know, a couple hundred years ago. It's so weird. It's okay. I get that slavery was a bad thing, right? I mean, you could say slavery was a bad thing. We all know slavery was a bad thing, okay? I but slavery didn't start until pretty late in the development of western civilization. It wasn't until I think something like the 16th century, I think that slavery kicked off, and then it wasn't until like the the 18th century that it really became like a big business. So it was only really a hugely significant thing for maybe maybe 200 years. Um, but it was certainly a bad thing for a long time. 
Uh, but it's been 200 years since we abolished slavery, almost 200 years. And uh, we've been trying to kind of fix the situation since then. And th- there was also slavery long before that, uh, usually with, you know, people enslaving people of the same race, sometimes of different races. But uh, And there's still slavery today in parts of the world. And so to sit here and say, oh, you know, that was the worst thing that ever happened in history and we got to keep talking about it in new ways and liken it to cannibalism, which I don't think ever happened. I don't, I don't know of any slave owners that literally cannibalized their slaves. I'm not sure this ever happened, although I'm sure it would make a great, you know, novel that she could write and she could probably make a ton of money on that. Let's see here. She says, I think that because whiteness has been the dominant force, it's sometimes the norm for white supremacists, scientists, white supremacists, all those white supremacist scientists out there doing their white supremacy science, uh, to normalize the othering of non-white people. And, and, and few people, if any, have turned that lens on whiteness to examine the pathology of white people's obsession with uh, skin color. Again, I talk about this like every show, because every show I read some nonsense gibberish from somebody mm-hmm. who uses a bunch of like esoteric language or convoluted sentences. You know, the, the sentence structure or the way that things are expressed is so convoluted and difficult to understand that people who maybe don't want to use the brain energy to break it down will just accept, okay, this person's smart and I'm just going to believe what they're saying. Uh, even though I don't understand it, I'm just going to accept whatever it is that I perceive that they're saying because they sound so smart. But like, I think in the case of this woman, she doesn't even sound smart. She just sounds like a crazy person that doesn't know how to speak English properly. <laughs> and so, but she's trying. She's clearly trying. I mean, othering, uh, otherizing, otherizing is not a word. She just made up a word. The otherizing of white people and few people, if any, have turned that lens. They often say things like turn a lens toward, you know, they they have certain kinds of terms and, and turns of phrase that they like to use. Uh, uh, God, that left annoys the hell out of me. All right. So she says um, she added that she thinks police are now going to intentionally murder black people in retaliation for the Chauvin break. Yeah, this is another weird thing. So somebody else puffed the magic hater. Somebody named Mrs. Kelly M. Hayes, who looks white, writes, uh, somebody emailed me today asking if the verdict might at least uh, save some lives by creating hesitation among some police who don't want to go to prison themselves. I told them the truth that I believe police will take take more lives in retaliation. Yeah, because of the Chauvin trial, all these police officers who loved Derek Chauvin so much, and they had no idea who he was, uh, are going to go around and start shooting black people. And of course she agrees with that. She says, exactly. And that's what we're seeing. Yeah, this this black chick who tried to murder some other black chick was shot by a white police officer. And he was as he was aiming his gun, he thought, this is for Derek. It's <laughs> ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, except that's not what's happening. I also read, I don't know where I saw this. I watched it on TV. Maybe it was Sky News. Uh, maybe it was a YouTube video. I'm not sure. But... Um, some statistics were released uh, for 2020 based on all the people who had uh, all the cities that had a lot of protests, like a lot of black lives matter protests. And they wanted to see if police shootings had gone down and police shootings had gone down uh, in those cities. They, 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 they estimated that something like 
300 fe- 300 fewer suspects um have died by you know by the hands of police since the the protest started but because police aren't uh policing as much in those areas mm-hmm. they also estimated that about 6000 people have actually been murdered because police didn't intervene in crimes and and there was no threat of police intervening in crime so in areas in which black lives matter have been pro- protesting consistently in 2000 in 2020 you had 300 m- fewer police shootings but you had 6000 more murders so they're swapping police shootings for murders. Murder themselves, yeah. And the problem with that is that who gets killed in a police shooting? Usually it's somebody who's done something criminal. Yeah. Who gets killed in a murder? Oftentimes it's an innocent victim, a child mm-hmm. or a grandma yeah. or somebody like that. So you've substituted 300 police shootings of probably criminals for 6,000 murders of presumably at least some of them innocent people this is not a good trade-off ladies and gentlemen okay let's go back uh uh except that's not what's happening says the author of this article uh and this girl Bree newsom says police aren't just shooting black people and children they're emptying their clips into them uh no they're not (laughs) no they're not uh let's see (laughs) there oh man it's just funny. It's funny. It's funny to me. I mean, it's it's not. It's a very serious subject. But like her, she's so absurd. She actually makes it funny. They're emptying their clips into people. The lies are so ridiculous. And the problem with this is that people believe her. People are people who subscribe to her Twitter, whatever. I'm curious as to what how many view how many people she has. Let's see here. How many followers she has? Almost five hundred thousand followers on. On Twitter, that's crazy. I have like I have like twenty thousand. Not bad. No, it's terrible. Mine's terrible. Still, I'm smarter than that. People, <laughs> subscribe to my Twitter. All right, let's see here. She says, uh, "If he was trained to okay." So this is from the Associated Press: the fatal shooting of sixteen-year-old Micaiah Bryant in Columbus, Ohio as she swung a knife toward another girl, has raised questions about why officers chose why the officer chose to fire his weapon. The city's police chief points to the officer's training. And then this woman says, if he was trained to kill kids, then it's time to abolish policing. Um, you know, the alternative that I don't really hear that much is that he could have used like a taser or something like that. But I don't know if he was even equipped with a taser, but if he, w- if he were equipped with a taser, could he use a taser? I think that's actually a reasonable thing to say. Um, well, but when you're when you're fighting lethal force, it's often good to use lethal force. But of course, situ- a taser could have been possible. Situation is like kind of, I don't know. It's complicated. It's a messy, complicated it's, situation. Yeah. And I would also like to say that she was a big girl. Okay, she was a big girl. Perfect it's impossible team, yeah. to know in that moment when things are going that fast that she was that young, right? She could have been forty for all <laughs> he knew. She just looked like a maniac wielding a knife. Um, and then a lot of people have posted these. This has become quite popular. Bree Newsom's tweet about how teenagers have been having knife fights for eons gets the gift treatment. This is actually a pretty funny story. Um, so basically everybody, and this is why I was talking earlier about the whole idea about the 
the Jets and the Sharks going into a musical mm-hmm. because of these tweets. So everybody has been tweeting scenes from movies, either in either scenes that were terrifying uh, because, you know, to indicate that actually knives are dangerous or scenes that are hilarious to suggest that this is how they think, uh, how they think that the, the fight was supposed to go. It was like, uh, it was like a scene from a musical. And uh, yeah, so they've got here like the princess bride sword fighting. Uh, this is from game of Thrones, Indiana Jones, obviously something from the Simpsons. Uh, I don't know what this movie is. Um, I'd like to watch that movie, actually. I don't know what that is. And, uh, yeah, so all these all these different scenes from movies. And it's funny. It's just, you know, it's just funny stuff. So, uh, yeah, people are making making light of it uh, because... And, and, and honestly, like, it is a serious subject. It is a serious thing that happened. And this woman, this Brie Newsome chick, uh, for her to say such absurd, ridiculous things, she just makes the situation laughable. Yeah. She actually does does a disservice to the woman who lost her life by being so ridiculous about it. She she like encourages people to laugh about the situation, mm-hmm. um, including myself. I, I mean, I laughed at some of those memes. I mean, it's pretty funny. Uh, 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 but when you go back to the core of it and see that this woman attacked somebody with a knife and then was shot to death, I mean, it's a pretty horrible situation. We're we're laughing about it because this woman says such ridiculous things. Uh, obviously, we're not laughing at the fact the woman was killed, but we're laughing at the the, sort of the response to it by some of these people. But uh, it's sad. It's a shame. Um, but we've talked about this enough, I think. However, I will ask you one more time because people will be mad at me if I don't. Do you have anything to say about this, darling? I am sick of hearing about Black Lives Matter and other stuff like this. Okay. Literally sick. Sounds good. You want to read comments and questions? I do not. All right. I'm no- kidding. <laughs> news is over. News is over. We're going to read your comments and questions. If you have anything to say about this, please uh, let us know. I'm curious as to what you guys have to say about this. We've uh, mostly been covering this um, very specific thing, but uh, if you guys want to bring up something else, feel free to. But I'm curious what you guys think about this. Uh, Oh, it looks like we've got quite a few statements already. People have, have uh, said something. Do you want me to start or do you want to... What do you got? What do you got? Uh, well, the first Super Chat was from Frank Frank Kerr. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's that's the first Super Chat. Yeah, MDN. Okay, you want me to read it or you want to read it? You can read it. Okay. M, uh, Maryland and Virginia states gave territory to establish the capital in D.C. If it becomes a state, those states deserve their territory back. How did... Uh, they did not give up that land to create a new state. You know, it's, uh, I actually saw somebody create um, like a gerrymandered border around like all the state cap, like all the different um, federal buildings. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay, we'll give all the rest of the D.C. land back to Maryland and Virginia. And just the federal buildings will be Washington, D.C., where nobody lives because there's no residences. And that'll answer the question. And I thought that was a perfectly valid solution. I'm like, yeah, give, put the citizens back in those states if they so desperately mm-hmm. want senators. Um, so thank you, Frank Carr. That's a good suggestion. Uh, Renee Miete. Miete? I don't know how to pronounce your name, man. Uh, well, he's French. I know that. Uh, he says, decentralized D.C. Uh, it's already too bloated. It eats bread for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Decentralized D.C. I don't quite understand that comment. Do you understand that comment? No. Decentralized. That's decent. why I asked you to read that. Okay. <laughs> I don't quite know what you mean, man. Um, but I like, uh, I think I like the sentiment. I 
I think I like the sentiment. Let's hear Frank Carr. Also, Amendment 23 says D.C. is not a state. Well, that's right. I mean, that's the amendment that talks about D.C. establishes it as a territory there, uh, not to be made as a state. Uh, so to take an amendment to make it uh, to make it one, it's also entitled to use as many votes as the least populous state. Uh, it cannot then logically be a state. Yeah, I mean, they, they set it up in a specific way. If you want to live in D.C., you can live in D.C. Nobody has a problem with you living yeah. in D.C. Uh, but if you... If you if you uh, if you want a senator, live somewhere else. I mean, DC is expensive anyway. Why do people want to live in DC? I've been to DC a couple of times. The part the parts where the federal buildings are, are really nice and clean. But if you step out of there, it's crime ridden. It's ugly. It's nasty. You want to live in DC? So mean to me. I'm mean to you. No, this guy. What do you say? Anonymous. I want Larry to do a video just of her reading words she has trouble pronouncing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's part of the fun of the show. I think part of your charm is your accent. And, you know, you struggle a couple, of, you know, with s- certain words. A couple words. Th- hundred thousand words. Well, I do too. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm, well, you just I'm pretty it. verbose. I'm just an idiot. Just... <laughs> Let's see here. Funny. All right. We got one from Rico USA. You want to read that? Yes. Go for it. Go for it. We'll give Anonymous his... Uh, what do you ask for? Okay. I feel like we are heading toward a future world that looks a lot like the movie Escape from New York featuring Kurt Russell as Snake Plissken. Plissken, yeah. I love that movie. I actually only saw that movie for the first time last year. Mm-hmm. And it's instantly one of my favorite movies of all time. It's such a good film. Nice. It's just, it's so good. It's very 80s. Like, it is, it is... It's it's a, I think it's a different experience watching it now than you would have had in the eighties. I think in the eighties it would have been a much power more powerful experience. Now it's a little bit more. It's got the charm of the kind of eighties camp that normally I don't like, but in that movie it's actually quite. It's actually a very good story. Um, I don't know about Escape from L.A. Everybody says that movie's trash, but I haven't seen that one. I think he he surfs in Escape from L.A., but I haven't seen that. Um, but Snake Plissken, man, that that is such a good that's such a good movie. Let's see here. Frank Carr says federal cops never end up in these stories. Only local cops. After Chauvin, Biden gives a speech announcing an audit of Minneapolis police. Clearly, this is a campaign to federalize policing. Yeah, I don't really understand why they can't. Why nobody's reporting on the on the case of the um, officer that killed uh, Ashley Babbitt. That is a much more egregious thing, but it is a black cop killing a white woman, and so nobody even talks about it. It's, t- it's terrible. It's terrible because she really did nothing wrong. I mean, every one of these cases of a black person being killed by a white cop, they've they've committed a crime. They've done something, done something wrong. They're they're trying to evade police, something like that. Obviously, with George Floyd, he died of a drug overdose, but in the case of Ashley Babbitt, she she was like what crawling through a window that somebody else broke. And she was this horrible threat that needed to be killed. She needed to be murdered. No, come on. They need to investigate what happened there, and they need to talk about it. I mean, if anybody should be tried for murder as a cop for killing somebody, it should be that uh, Capitol Police officer. And I think that Frank James is right. I think they may be trying to federalize police to some degree. Um, what he means by that is they don't. They want federal control of 
I mean, they want federal control of everything. They want centralized control of everything. They want communism is what they want. Mm-hmm. Frank James also says, uh, need a pos- need positive news night for Valeria's sake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Audit the FBI says Rudd Elgin or Eigen. Eigen. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the FBI and even the CIA, the intelligence agencies, NSA, I'm not sure how much we can trust them anymore at all. I feel like these people don't have the American interest uh, at heart anymore. They, I think they have way too much control in, in the federal government. Um, if, you want, if you watch, there's an interview that I posted with mm-hmm. the CEO of Overstock.com. His name is Patrick something. What's his last name? Patrick something. I can't remember his last name. Somebody will write it in the comments. Um, and this guy... He's got the craziest story I've ever heard. And actually, a friend of mine just called me that and he works with him. And uh, he said, oh, yeah, that guy's one of the smartest guys I've ever met in my life. You can give him a date. Like, give him your birthday, for instance. Mm-hmm. And he'll tell you, like, every famous person that was born on that day, all the amazing things that happened on that day. Like, he's got, like, a photographic memory or something like that. He's got this ama- He's, like, a genius. Uh, <clears throat> what's, that, what's that guy's name? Overstock CEO. He quit, actually. Patrick Byrne. Patrick Byrne is his name. You don't get much more Irish than that. But anyway, Patrick Byrne did this interview <clears throat> that I posted. I didn't comment on it. I just posted the interview on my channel. And he explains that the FBI approached him to wear a wire and to introduce Hillary Clinton to, I think it was a Saudi investor or something like that. And the Saudi investor was going to bribe Hillary Clinton or it might have been an Iranian or something like that. I'm not sure okay. exactly. Was going to bribe Hillary Clinton for millions of dollars if she would, you know, be a little bit more, uh, uh, work with them a little bit more uh, positively or how they wanted uh, as, okay. what was she, the Secretary of State? This woman back when she was Secretary of State. And so they're bribing Hillary Clinton. Clinton. And this was a sting operation set up by the FBI. Uh, Patrick Byrne was involved. He was he wore a wire. He said that he got this recorded. And he says that once he had got this dirt on Hillary Clinton, he gave it to the FBI, and they now had dirt on Hillary Clinton. He expected that they would arrest her and put her in prison for this, because this is obviously illegal. And when he approached them afterwards and asked about it, they said, oh, no, 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 we're going to use this information. We're going to make sure she gets elected in 2016, and she's going to be president for eight years, and we're going to have control over her. Wow. And his and his what he said was that is that Barack Obama was going to was going to wield you know was going to actually be the one controlling things. But I, I don't know how true that was. But but the idea was that the FBI <sighs> was going to then control the president. So I don't know how much of that is true. But it seems like if you were going to pick somebody to control mm-hmm. somebody that that was compromised that you could control and put in the presidency, Joe Biden is just about as perfect as you can yep. get. One hundred percent. So I don't know how much control the the intelligence agencies have over what's going on in the in the country right now, but I think it's quite a lot more than it needs to be. But then I don't know why intelligence agencies would want to push these like this Green New Deal crap, this environmental legislation, and push money into the hands of these companies that are invested in green energy. I don't really know why there is, that. Uh, there is a process. Of course, they're always in downtown LA process. Yeah. They are climate change people because mm-hmm. my friend was shooting stories from her building. She lives up there. And they closed the street mm-hmm. 
don't let any cars in and mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. And I texted her like, are they gonna, if they're climate change people, are they gonna allow Teslas and Priuses go through? <laughs> if if it's the case, I'll say my, 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 my Hyundai is a hybrid. Right. And I can drive. <laughs> right, right. Like, we should get a bumper sticker that every... says, my other car is a hybrid. <laughs> so people think we're good so people. It's like, guys. Hey, hey, did you order those uh, bumper stickers? No, I didn't. Somebody gave you money for bumper stickers. I know. I don't know which one should I get, American flag or Blue, li Blue, Blue Lives Matter, because Blue Lives Matter, I mean, my car is going to be destroyed, but I can use my insurance. <laughs> I feel like so well, bad get both. So get both. You're joking? Okay, get the American flag. American flag. Yeah. Yeah. I was against it before because I didn't want to get a car busted up and I didn't want her to be targeted. But, uh, uh, yeah, well, we, we have a garage. We do, uh, but sometimes I park car um, somewhere if I, I don't know. Somebody in our building, because we don't, we don't live in like the most beautiful building. I mean, we live in an old building. It's okay. Yeah, it's not bad, but it's not amazing. But, um, so there's a lot of relatively low income people that live on the lower floors but somebody in our building has an I-8 because parked sort of catty corner from us. There's a freaking I-8. And every time I pass by it, I'm jealous. But I think it's because some of the people that live in my building are drug dealers. And that's not like a joke. That's, uh, that's what I understand from talking to security here. Like some of the people who, who like live on the top floors in the penthouse and stuff uh, are drug dealers. You know, they're like, and they have hundreds of thousands of dollars because they're drug dealers and they have like nice cars and crap. Anyway, uh, let's see here. Frank James did say something else. He said the left attacks the cop for stopping a stabbing. That's outrageous to me. Maybe they should hold back and let shooters loose in schools. They're beyond ignorant. It's almost evil. I don't think it's almost e evil. I think it's straight up evil. Uh, Kiwana Hurt says uh, FBI and CIA dream of being Nazi SS or communist KGB agents. Don't make me read stuff like that on my show. I don't want this demonetized. <laughs> Let's see, Germany in the 1930s or Russia in the 1980s. I think that's what you mean. Let's see here. Cover the entire car in flag stickers. Yeah, should we get a wrap? We should get a wrap. I designed a wrap once. There was a, there was some kind of a conference in uh, in in New York or Chicago or something. It was like a fashion thing, a fashion conference, something like that. And I used to work for a fashion company designing hats. I, I would design hats that was like a job i had for a while and uh the guy who owned the company was like can you design me a wrap for a car because this particular conference has uh has a contest with all the people who buy booths and you can all submit a wrap for your for a car mm -hmm. and they'll wrap this car so it was like a nice car we'll wrap this car in uh in whatever your design is whoever wins the design contest and he had two designs that he wanted me to do. One was impossible. It was like really, really, really difficult. He wanted me to do it in leather, which meant that I had to make the seams match the car's dimensions, mm -hmm. which is fine, except leather is kind of a difficult thing to Photoshop because you, because you need to get the seams right and you need to get the leather. And the thing was he wanted the leather to look very fine. In the, the You would have had to blow the leather up really big and then it looked kind of digitally, so you had to get really good pictures. And mm -hmm. it just took a long time. I was doing, I was experimenting with different leather textures. It took me forever. The other thing he wanted was just flames. And mm -hmm. that was much easier. So I did the flames one 
and I did the leather one, but the leather wasn't done in time. And he was really pissed off and he was like yelling at me. Uh, and I'm like, dude, do not talk to me like that ever again. Cause I will just work for somebody else and like, screw you. And he was like, okay, I'm sorry. That was out of line. And then he won the contest <laughs> and he, and he got his logo on this car and, and, you know, and helped his company quite a bit. That, that company died eventually. It didn't do, do well, but I had hats in like Bloomingdale's and stuff. That was quite, quite a fun job. That's actually. Cool. He was actually all right despite the fact that he kind of lost his temper once. Uh, that's one of my many jobs I've had. I've had hundreds, ladies and gentlemen. Before I did YouTube, I had a, a gazillion other jobs. I've worked for major film studios. I've worked on a children's show. I worked in fashion. I've done all kinds of things. I've valeted cars. Weirdly, some of my like crappiest like low-income jobs, like, like valeting, they're, they're some of my favorite experiences in my life. But uh, And then some of the higher-end jobs. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, interesting stuff. Uh, darling, do you have anything to say? No, do you want to read the next question? Uh, question, your comment? From Jeff Beal, you mean? From... Well, let me read this one. He Frank says, uh, get a sticker that says BLM Blue Lives Matter in smaller writing. It's like they'll cheer until they get close. <laughs> then it's like a kick in the dick. <laughs> it looks like it says Black Lives Matter but it's Blue Lives Matter. <laughs> I like that's funny, man. We should do that. They're like, yeah, Black Lives. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll probably get a shot. Um, I'll think about that. Is there another comment you wanted to read? Yeah, it's from Frank Care. How do you pronounce it? Care or Car? Car, yes. Car. Uh, did you hear about this? Federal cops never end up in these stories only local cops after Chauvin Biden gave a special announcing an audit of Minneapolis police clearly this is a campaign to federalize policing yeah I would read that except I already read it really yeah are you sure <laughs> yes okay uh, because thank you, you like Frank read, Carr. read like random uh, super chats I keep in track on them yeah. and you start reading and I was like I don't know which one <laughs> yeah anyway well, I read know. that one uh, you you but mess things up. Somebody's asking if we're married. Yes, we're married. We're married. We, we were married a couple years ago. We've we actually been married the entire time I've had my YouTube channel. Almost. We got married very early on. But I ne I used to call her my girlfriend because, I don't know, I didn't think it was something I wanted to be public. <laughs> I was just like, hmm. I don't know. I was fine with just, what? What are you looking at me like Next that for? Next comment yeah. from Frank James. Need a positive news right for Valeria say, Oh, you read this too. Yeah, Chris, <laughs> stop reading Super Chat. You know we read them at the end of the show. I read them at the end of the show. What are you talking about? I just read, you read them from the end. I have from the beginning. Chris. I'm not sure that's true. What are you doing? I don't know what you're what talking are you doing? About. Why did you do this to me? I don't know. I like to make you look stupid. Uh-oh, uh-oh. The little the little uh, octopus got... Oh, that wasn't even close. That was a terrible throw. I can't even reach that. <laughs> oh, no. It's chapstick. <laughs> you crazy woman. <laughs> You're going to get that, by the way, because that's back behind the thing. All right. Uh, I think... We're... <laughs> yeah, oh, no. More, more attacks? Oh, no. This is a delay. I thought... <laughs> I thought you were throwing something else. Okay, uh, shall we end the show with uh, domestic violence? <laughs> I think that was quite fun. Yeah. Sure. All right, guys. Uh, tune in every weekday for more domestic violence. Uh, I am toxic. She is masculine. Together, we are toxic masculinity. The most unprofessional show on YouTube. All right. Uh, 
I guess that's it. You want to say goodbye? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. 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 Toxic masculinity.